episode 32, featuring Hasselhoff. Let's go in. Tight Zone World, currently on the road with the guys that I'm interviewing this episode. Easy Jackson's in the mix as well. We're in Richmond. Tour is going good so far. Um, I want to say that the art by Mike Riley. Check him out at MikeRileyComics.com. And this episode is hosted by Splice Today. Check them out as well as at SpliceToday.com. Let's, Let's go. go. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I was in Rochester, and it was a, it was, I guess, it was a very just average, like middle class upbringing. I, yeah. I moved to Maryland, like, so I met Brent when I don't know we were ten, eleven, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it was you know in middle school, and then I, I moved to, I moved to Maryland, I moved to Gaithersburg when I was like fourteen, thirteen, fourteen. I was there for five years, and um, and that's sort of where I got into into hip-hop and sort of uh, just had my, you know, had all the, the learnings of going to all these shows, going to the Auto Bar and, and 930 Club, just seeing a lot of uh, a lot of cool shows, yeah. usually by myself because people weren't, uh, all my friends in high school were just saying, I'm not going to the show. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go see these things. And, like, it, it changed my perspective on a lot of stuff and um, moved back after high school. Like, but, but, like, what were you going to see? Uh, I mean, a lot of, like, the Def Chook stuff and, you know, uh, Rhyme Sayers, a lot of those people, Idea and Abilities, and, um, you know, know, Aesop Rock. There was, like, I remember, like, the OK Player show. They had a show on, like, New Year's Day, and, like, the Roots was the house band, and they were playing for everybody, and they were playing just backgrounds for for Gene Gray and Little Brother and stuff. And that was, like, uh, I was, whatever, 15, 16 at the time. And that was at a time, like, I used to listen to a lot of, like, horrorcore music like mm. a lot of like isham and, yes. and house of crazies and stuff like that and so um there was one group uh, called level jumpers uh in detroit and it was these guys from half breed and then another rapper who used to go by freeze and i was expecting more horrorcore shit i'm like ah oh, cool like new new horrorcore stuff and then they put out this album and it was a complete 180 it was they called it like purified hip-hop and that Sort of like it, it changed my idea of like what music could be like. Oh man, you could just you could just flip it on a dime just like that. You can you can change um, uh, what you want to do within an album, and 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 it kind of just opened my my mind to the, the idea of like I can make music just that's more uh, of an expression of me than some some outside entity. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, like like a fit program or something yeah, yeah. i just I, yeah i just i think before i was just it was just a very fixed program it was just very i was very fucking a, a unnecessarily aggressive with the music and stuff um but then i started finding so you did horrorcore i did i did a little wow. bit of horrorcore but it's like the whole thing and that then that was like it's 15 16 and it's like though i think for well for me at least but it was like how crazy could you get and it just yeah. it wears Thin so fast, yeah. and it and it's a it's an isolating thing, and not everybody wants to hear all these fucking aw, like awful songs because you just try to be like, what's the most vile shit? Right, right. And like that's not, and like I look back and I have like I would go through. I think I still have the stacks. I used to uh, just go on like Microsoft Word on my 
uh, computer and I would just print out all these lyrics and I have them stuffed behind my records. And sometimes I'll just like look at them and like it's not even, it's just like an involuntary like <laughs> tears of embarrassment. Like, wow, I can't believe that's the shit that I thought was like, oh, that's that's what's up. So I, uh, but yeah, that's, that's it started with, with horrorcore stuff and, and, um, and then I moved to just learning more about the culture. Yeah. And, and just um, just became a, like enamored and, and sort of fell in love with hip hop that way. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was well, that was in Maryland, and then I moved back, and uh, um, uh, we're, I was doing solo stuff. And Brent has a, a group, Coleman Young. Yeah. And I don't know if it was if it predated Coleman Young when we like linked together, like linked up on like MySpace or something, mm. or if it like you were just starting. Maybe. Well. Th- to to take it back, mm-hmm. uh, like what? How about how about you? Like what kind of like young life did you have? Uh, I had a really simple, privileged young life. Um, I I mean, yeah, I remember uh, growing up and and being the kid with all of the knickknacks and game systems, and mm. you know, like everyone wants to spend the night over at my house. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then, uh, I think it was like, maybe, maybe when I was like eight or nine, I was, I realized like I was the only black kid. <laughs> like mm. I, I, re- I recognize race, you know? Mm. Um, I had a, I had a friend and his name was Peter. Um, and we lived on a street called Longford and, you know, Peter and I would like, you know, just like, you know, do kid stuff, right? G.I. Yeah. Joe's. Like, you know, play tetherball or stuff like that, right? Uh, and then I remember one day Peter said, uh, some, somebody drove by, it was like a black couple, they drove by the, the street, and he was like, oh, is that, uh, is that is that your family there? Is it, are those people related to you or something like that? And I, I remember I got mad, like, why are those people got to be related to me? <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. At like eight or nine years old. And I think that was the first time I recognized, you know, like race, mm. um, and, and and I don't know since since uh, since as, as a as a young kid, you know, growing up in uh, Rochester, quick fact is uh, one of the very few cities that has a triple A uh, credit like bond rating. Really? So like you know, Rochester is is, is set. <laughs> this is the complete opposite yeah. of a city like Detroit, right, which is right, in right. like double. Triple down bankruptcy. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, just uh, I kind of tend to look at things. Um, I, I tend to deconstruct things in a way um, where you know everything is uh, of its opposite. You know, and so uh, you know when it comes to my methodology and kind of writing, and, and I, I kind of tend to, to to write and compose off of contradictions, um, just because of the. Literally now, I've been in Detroit for the last 12, 10, 10 years, um, and I'm 28 now. And so just to kind of, like, see the contrast between this suburban life that I grew up in and, and the Detroit life that I live now. Yeah. Um, and then kind of fold them into each other. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's been a, a pretty cool uh, experience as far as just, like, outlook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, like, as... So, it, you were you guys like good friends as kids? I don't or think so. It, no, okay. I mean we yeah. knew each other. I knew yeah. Brian played hockey. I yeah. knew he played indoor yeah. field hockey. Um, yeah, that uh, yeah, floor hockey, fucking hard middle school. I was killing it, <laughs> killing that shit. Uh, but yeah, we didn't really know each other too well. But I know like 
there was a um, there's like a music festival in Detroit called the the Metro Times Blowout um, that mm-hmm. happens regularly. Uh, it's been happening for a while now, but um, the first time I had done it, um, I, it was a solo act just as, as Mister, and I just knew at that time of making music, like, this was sort of an important show. Like, I knew that it had to be more than just me. I'd been doing a lot of shows by myself, but I knew, like, having some sort of hype man, some sort of accompaniment would just make that show that much liver. And, um, and like, Brent and I had, like, he come, we'd been, like, maybe, like, a few shows together with Coleman Young and stuff, and I was just like, oh, well, I know Brent, and Brent raps well, and so, like, he would be, a you know, a good hype man. And then... Uh, so we did that show in maybe it was like 2010 or mm-hmm. something like that, and it just like the the chemistry just sort of worked, mm-hmm. and yeah. you just kind of can tell with certain artists or like when you get together with certain people, like so the chemistry just works. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh, cool, yeah, we should do this again. And then that became, and then you know, Brent was just like the hype man for the solo stuff, and then it just got to the point where it was like. Why? Why just be the hype man? I think we should just maybe just work on some songs. I had some yeah. some, some beats from a producer from the UK. Uh, his name's Doctor B, and like I had a few songs that I just I never finished. There was just like just they're just sort of just sitting there, um, and then there was a bunch of beats I hadn't worked on. And I was like, let's just work on a few songs, see how it feels, and just yeah. you know do that. And so we would just uh, um, just write in the basement and just mm-hmm. you know we knock out a few tr- songs and we're like let's just see what you know people think if they don't think of anything of it that's fine yeah but then for whatever reason it was just people really really enjoyed what we were doing yeah and that's you know and it just the 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 first ep got you know a lot more love than we were expecting and it just sort of led to everything that's followed so if you're you originally came from the hardcore side and then got got down with deeper into this Mm hip-hop like like, how about you? What's, like, the main stuff that, like, moved you? Like, where were you coming from? So my my, my path was, uh, you know, uh, with, with with all the cool trinkets and stuff. I had I remember having a, a um, you know, a six-disc six changer, oh, yeah. like, you know, back in, like, early 90s. Um, and uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but for whatever reason, I had this album... Uh, is it is the brand Nubians, right? Or is it the brand new heavies? I always get that confused. Brand Nubian is... Brand Nubian is the rap group, yeah. and the brand new heavies is like the jazz group? Yeah. Okay, right, right. Yeah. So, uh, am I doing them a disservice by calling them a jazz group? <laughs> brand new heavies? Possibly. Okay. But I don't know what I would call them. <laughs> okay. But I had, I had I was listening to like brand Nubians for whatever reason. Um, I was also listening to a lot of R&B because, you know, in the 90s, that's what, you know, uh, that was the golden era. Um, so I, I was I was a kid, you know, singing on the, knowing all the songs on the radio. Yeah. Um, which is the complete opposite of horrorcore. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was serenading women or girls at the time. Uh, with songs that I, I knew from the radio, or I would I would like decode lyrics, and you know I was a I was a lyric mm. um, kind of guy. Where I, back in the day, you know, you had lyrics in the book sleeves. So like Tevin Campbell, I would like write out everything that you know was in the lyric book just for my own kind of translation of what I was reading. Um, so yeah, I I was I was very much into. Um, R&B, hip-hop-wise, 
I can't really say, I can't really pinpoint when I became like deep into the hip hop. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, Brand, Brand Nubians was maybe my first album, hip hop album. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's crazy though, because mm-hmm. I mean, when we were, for those that don't know, we worked get together. Yeah, we had our first uh, work day. <laughs> I'd work with Height again. He gives really good direction. <laughs> but, um, no, it, it was kind of interesting because, like, I feel like you have such a, like, powerful, like, presence and, like, delivery as a rapper. But, but like, like, I could, I didn't get a sense. It, you know, you like we were talking about influences and stuff, mm-hmm. and it almost seemed like you're the kind of guy that, like, like a novel or something could be as much of an influence as as music. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, uh, that that was also another part of my uh, nerdum. I guess I was uh, a read. Yeah. Um, avid reader, so um, I can kind of sponge from a book and maybe like create uh that that way as opposed yeah. to you know um you know watching a, a reality tv show and using the word fleek or something like that <laughs> which I, is a word that i detest but uh yeah I, I i would say that that novels um i was a big uh i was a big clue reader if anybody remembers you know the the clue books um uh, no no uh colonel mustard and I didn't know Professor there was Plum. books. Yeah, there was a series. Oh, cool. There, there, was a, there was a small series that came out. Um, so, yeah. So maybe that's why my, my raps are mysterious and you have to almost, like, decode them or yeah. you know, uh, put them together uh, as, like, a puzzle. So, um, yeah. But I guess I'm I'm curious, like, if there was, at any point along the line, is there, like, one person you would name? As, uh, like, at some point it was, like... Oh, I, I uh, love this. Like Notorious B.I.G., Jay-Z, yeah. you know, Nas. But it's, it's just so cliche, you know. It's it's almost in a sense like now, you know, you got to kind of put hip-hop in that religious category, right? Where it's like, that, those are my origins, you know. And it's almost like that's everyone's origins yeah. when it comes to, um, when it comes to like, East Coast uh, MCing or, mm. or, or Midwest MCing. But, I, you know, the, the, the Detroit diaspora when it comes to hip-hop is something that i wasn't deeply rooted in yeah uh the closest uh hip-hop that we had in, in rochester hills at that time was maybe like uh one below uh subterraneous oh, yeah, yeah. subterraneous records and pontiac um but you know disconnected from the worlds of of, of dilla and uh and uh eminem but I, I would say even Eminem, you know, I would put him t- there too as somebody yeah. that, you know, I was listening to early and often. Um, and so, but I just think as as a as an artist, sometimes you, you tend to want to run away from, you know, your, your direct origins, right? You want, you want to kind of like, uh, you kind of want to like put that like away because, you know, that's, that's, that's something that, you know, you... You, you tend to want to identify as, as an individual or identify as somebody who's like, you know, I don't really have any inspiration. Or, you know, right, right, anybody. right. I'm my own inspiration. I'm my own inspiration. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I would say that uh, that the, the, the cats that really inspired me direct were, like, 
it's weird because like I was I was an R and B dude. I was an R and B dude all the way. Yeah. Um, if I if I did not get a deeper voice, I would be crooning and singing. <laughs> um, is Cold Man Young basically? Is it sort of a spoken word project? Yeah, we started it's... off. We all started off doing poetry. Um, and it, you know, I'm sure if you go back in some of those poems and add a, a kind of like a kick to it or a metronome to it, you know, you, they could be converted into song. Uh, but yeah, a couple of the guys in Colby Young were poets, masterful poets. And at the time, poetry was not, in Detroit, was not like the thing to do. It was the club scene, you know, going to the club and and, you know, freak up on some girls. But we were into, I don't know, at 18, 19, we were doing poetry. Um, and it's kind of strange looking back at it now because the poetry scene doesn't really exist anymore. But at that time, we were we were some of the more prominent poets. And, mm. you know, people would think I was, like, 35 years old. Uh, like, <laughs> how old are you? And I'd be, like, 19. Like, what? Because <laughs> like, um, I was coming up with shit. Like, um, I had this one poem called... Uh, shit, I'm human, damn, I'm jazz, you know? And I was just kind of like, you know, Love Jones, like, Mo Money, uh, uh, Mo Better Blues kind of inspired, yeah. you know? Um, so, yeah, I've always been been good with words, uh, and so I guess my talent would be finding other people who are good with words, like mm-hmm. Brian um, and, like, Mike Wright um, and, like, Mike Phelps, and so... I, I think that that that's one of my my gifts is to yeah. be able to like readership, you know, yeah. um, and and that's that's been a tool that I've been able to use to create art mm. in in the city of Detroit. Does Mister like already exist as an act, mm-hmm. or so, and you, you had already released stuff? Or? <clears throat> I released a few things, yeah, and I was doing shows where I could. Just wherever yeah. I, I did a lot of shows with like with a lot of rock bands, um, yeah. and I just because I came, I mean before horrorcore, I was just like um, just listening to a lot of rock music, whatever. My dad was just like Talking Heads and Zappa, Beefheart, and he yeah. was just that that dude. And um, so I just like I I leaned towards like doing the rock shows. Um, and I was just doing whatever shit. Just make, just, I wanted to be, I think from the start, I felt like a lot of rap shows were just very dull. Just, it just seemed like the people would just go on and they just thought their presence was enough. They didn't really put much effort into the performance and were just expecting everyone to shower them with all the accolades. Like, oh, you're so, you're so great or whatever. And I just was like, it was so boring to me. I was like, I want to do, I just, I want to do something different. So like we start, you know, and there was, um, uh, just certain bands in, in Detroit, um, because in Detroit you could do, people just do a lot of zany shit and they're, they're not afraid to just go out on a limb and just try some stuff. And there's a group called Marco Polio and the new vaccines that they would just do these outlandish live performances. And I was like, I really got to step my game up. So we started throwing confetti and we started just making it, uh, perform, you know, we're just performing, and we're we're trying to make it a moment that you can't, that that you just have with these people at this venue right now, and that's it. And I just was more, I was very attracted to that idea, and um, uh, so yeah, we I, I've been doing the Mister shows for a little while, um, and then that became you know part some elements of that 
um, transferred over to the, mm. the past Lacqua shows, and we started, you know, and it was just ideas where we're like, let's fucking, you know, let's make, let's cut out Tom yeah. Waits of Bootsy Collins' heads and put them yeah. on cardboard, and <laughs> we just wear those things. And, yeah. And to go back on that contrast thing, too, like, you know, after, from coming from, uh, you know, this, this scene where, um, the, the, the poetry scene where everything is always so real, and you know you can take a you can take a, a newspaper literally and, and construct a poem based on off the all the ills of society, right? Yeah. Um, my my <laughs> contradicting moment came you know when doing uh, the Pasolacqua stuff because it was just like you know everything can't be every everything can't be uh, um, everything can't be a headline, you know. And for for what Ryan and I were doing at the time, we're like ca- taking those little moments and, and like he's, he just said, like making them special. Mm. You know, even when it came to, you know, like uh, it can it, so it, it turns into a theater, right? You know, it turns into a drama, and so you know we were creating drama in that moment as opposed to like, you know, creating drama with like shit that's already you know bad, right? And so kind of making light out of, you know, um, uh, it was it was interesting because people, it, it was like when we were doing shows, I don't know why I recall this, but like the Phoenix Cafe show. Mm-hmm. So we had like a bunch of a bunch of rappers that were you know, kind of like talking about the same, you know, one, two. Right. And uh, and then we came on and, you know, um, we're shooting confetti and we're we're wearing masks and we're jumping around and we're getting in people's faces and so it's just kind of like crossing that that next line or crossing that next that that next border uh, around like what can be done you know uh, in the MC world yeah um, and so I would say definitely like when it comes to performing we're known for the we're known for the performance yeah. Um, and, and when it comes to like Coleman Young, it was like, you know, we were rapping at you pretty abrasive. We were rapping at you hard, giving you a lot of bars, like packed in, you know, uh, a five minute song, which can get pretty, you know, uh, redundant. And so when it came to their approach from Brian and I, like, I have always been like a theatrical person, you know, so like. Any any song about uh, a woman that I was writing with Colby Young, I was like, man, we should just like bring somebody from the crowd and like sit her down in the chair, and I'll just start rapping to her, you know. <laughs> and they were like, dude, that's whack. And I'm like, no, it's it's brilliant. And, and now, you know, at the Past Lockwood Show, girls will come up on stage unannounced and just and, and play that role. So yeah. you know, um, <laughs> I I uh, Past Lockwood has been uh, a blessing to be able to create in any way that we imagine. Yeah. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be trendy. It doesn't have to be cool. It doesn't have to, we'll, you know, we'll make it whatever it, whatever we're trying to get across. Right. Was there a point where you guys found like, you know, cause you're saying like playing on these bills with kind of boring dudes. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Was there a point where you guys, Feel like you found like a scene that, that that's your own within Detroit. Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, when it, when we first started, we were we were playful, you know, and people like play playfulness. Yeah. People want to play, and I think as performers, people forget that. 
people forget that people want to play. We're all like big kids running around and, you know, um, to get people to jump around and, and not be so in their head at a, at a live show yeah. to where they feel comfortable moving and they feel comfortable um, enjoying themselves, you know, because let's put it like it is, you know, like some of those hip-hop shows, you look at people's faces, people are not enjoying themselves. Yeah. You know, I don't know <laughs> if there's some trans that's going on when it comes to <laughs> rap uh, where they're they're really uh, paying attention to the music where they have a, a, a frown on their face. I don't know what that is, but... Um, yeah, we, we. I think we just wanted people to enjoy themselves, and so we found others that wanted to go to shows and yeah, and and live that experience. And we're I think we're artist artists, you know. So we attract a lot of artists. Yeah. Um, which is why the rap round robin is so great. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're able to really collaborate with people in in that way that that Definitely. we love and admire. Does the like Lord Scrummage kind of part of Detroit, does that factor into what you guys do, kind of? Like, like it seems like almost an extension of, of that. Yeah, I mean, like, Scrum, yeah, Lord Scrum is, just, is definitely part of it, and I mean, it, Detroit is just a, it's a, it's a big, small city. Yeah. And the people, you know, the, another thing about Detroit, which I feel like there's, there's similarities in Baltimore, is like, if you're if you if you're in Detroit and you're doing music and you're not good, like people aren't gonna be like, oh, it's great, good job. Like yeah. people will want you to be better. I think everybody demands excellence. Like they want you to be, you know, it's like you know you represent the city or whatever. Just being, you're not being yourself. You can tell when people are disingenuous, and so yeah, um, you you kind of just find these people that are very genuine in what they do, and that shines through, and then they uh. Those are the people that you know we just tend to to gravitate towards. Yeah. Um. So scrummage is definitely you know part of it. And I think it's just it's funny to think of like just Detroit of like the amount of 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 musicians that that we both know and and producers and and MCs and just these uh, you know unbelievably talented people and it's just sprawling. It's really hard to explain just how massive the scene is in just such a small space and it's just i mean it goes for the whole state but you know um a lot a lot in detroit so you know uh scrummage is yeah is, is one of of many artists yeah i feel like so many times that i've played detroit it's been like i've been like oh well this is something i've never this is a way to do a show that i've never seen before you, you know it, I mean? uh, yeah well, like I was thinking about playing Magic Stick, mm -hmm. and it was like the, with Dan Deacon, mm -hmm. and then it's like the surprise V-Count Mac show downstairs as people are like walking out, <laughs> yeah. and then like, um, it's one time playing Division Gallery, and it was like dudes had like the sushi going, like... Oh, Dr. Sushi? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it's like, it's, I don't know, it seems like there's like a culture of like... Kind of like we gotta do things right, like we gotta like you know, and just like figure out some way to make it interesting or something. Yeah, it's a, it's a you know, I think it's part of that whole like we had talked about that you know the the performance thing of like let's just make an event cool. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, you could go to a show every day of the week in Detroit, so it's a matter of like what makes it stand out. Why would you right. want to go? So it's like let's go to the rap show and get some sushi. Like that doesn't right. sound half bad. You know yeah, what I mean, and so it's there's a lot of you know collaboration in that respect. 
so you'll have people in your you know you'll there's a lot yeah we have a lot of just talented people at all on all fronts and so we just try to make the shows uh, and by we i mean just the you know detroit people in general just try to make them worthwhile because it's, yeah. we know too like people you know money's tight everywhere man and so like we want to make sure that if you're spending five ten fifteen dollars for a show we want to make sure that it's worth it you don't want to go yeah. out and be like oh that was a waste of money i could have just stayed home or you know fucking did something yeah. else with my time mm-hmm. so we want to make sure people go out and um and enjoy themselves yeah and we you know we design shows you know you know specifically us but like you know a lot of other people we just design shows top to bottom so it's uh an event and yeah. people go oh man they're thinking they're thinking about it weeks later man man that show was great and you had this that and the other and it's like that feels good yeah and getting people excited and getting people you know and then they they get inspired from that and then they they you know something else becomes right from that right, show, right, right, right yeah part of the reason i think uh we we have a um a following is because you know we were able to produce and curate a lot in detroit and so when it comes to like people venues and things um because we've been active for quite some time similar to yourself you know when you have that like that that rolodex of contacts and yeah. emails and venues and you know what i mean you're almost like an expert in your city um so countless times people have came to Brian and I to be that connector or that bridge to people who may have never otherwise crossed paths or never have would have collaborated. Um, and, you know, I, at some point, you know, you, you, you'd like to receive some some gifts back. Yeah. Um, but I believe that, you know, the fact that you're constructing and building culture and, in, in, you know, it, it almost exists. It's almost like, you know, it, it, it's in your resume, but, you know, it's just like, you know, you got to re- read all the, all the, everything, you know? Yeah. And so if people really take their time to see um, the events that Brian and I have produced in the past, you know, the shit show series mm-hmm. um, or shows at the parks in Detroit, um, and we've done a lot of, you know, community events um, in, in all parts of Detroit. I, I think that, you know, you'll see why Pasolacqua is kind of, you know, respected. Yeah. You know, beyond just, you know, music, we're, you know, we, we tend to be gentlemen and, and professionals. Yeah. Which is, is sometimes, like, it's not the, the customary thing in rap, you know. It's like, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the first album you put out? It was the self-titled. Okay. The EP. Pasolacqua. Yeah. Which was created... uh at a time where I think I had stopped smoking weed for like two years or something like that, and smoked weed at, uh, uh, I think that that entire project was constructed at Brian's house, and you know I, I started smoking weed again, and, you know, came out with a five track EP. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then, like, how was that well received? Yeah, it was. I think it was. We were kind of surprised by it. Um, we put out the songs, just thinking, like, you know, it'll be cool. Like, you know, we'll have these songs, and we at least have these songs. And uh, it people started passing it around. It started showing up on on some blogs here and there. And like for us, I was like, oh shit! Like, you know, none of my other none of the mystery stuff was on blogs. This is great. And yeah. um, then people, you know, started asking for 
wanted us to perform and I don't think initially we were even thinking we were going to perform we're like nah let's just do the music and it's sort just of a project yeah it's just yeah. projects whatever and then and then it became like oh the shows are really weird like we initially we had a we set up a table with like <laughs> like frames I think I had like frame of like my grandma and grandpa and Brent has some pictures like from like senior portraits and we would like Pineapple Fago would come on and we would just be reading a newspaper. Mm-mm. And then, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, and I think that, that we were purposely, you know, being detractors of the live hip hop element because then, mm. you know, this would be, this would be following, you know, somebody's like, yeah, 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 yo, 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 I'm, uh, I'm, so, I'm MC so and so and da 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 da. And they're like, they're talking throughout the set. And I think Brian and I found it interesting to just be silent, you know, opening a set. Mm. Um, and sitting down and reading a newspaper yeah, um, to where I think the audience was like, you know, okay, what are these guys about to do? And so I think right off the back, we, you know, just doing just just that alone, you know, and, and, and uh, kind of caught people's attention a little bit. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you might have felt like you had nothing to lose being like, you didn't right. even know if it was going to be a live project. So right. Like we could do anything. Yeah. Sure. I think that was one of the liberating things about like Pasolaco was just like it can be anything we want. Yeah. So let's just take let's just and it was and it was also like let's not just do a performance just to perform like let's entertain ourselves. Right. Mm. And that's sort of an important thing and that's a thing that continually we try to do so we won't do the same thing over and over and mm-hmm. um and yeah so it was just like fuck it let's just set up this card table and let's read the paper and then do our <laughs> raps and you know if it you know if people don't like it that's fine but yeah. um yeah but the yeah the ep was you know it's surprisingly um we had no idea that it would it would lead to everything that it has right right and w- well yeah and what did what did it lead to i guess well i guess it led it led to everything because it was the first, <laughs> it, first led, thing, letter, you know? yeah. it led to us being uh because our first project was produced by someone who was overseas it led to us finding producers in detroit mm-hmm. um and one of those producers was dj erno the inferno uh mm-hmm. who we created our second project with and um he runs like a um he does a lot but he runs a a, a, a weekly at, in detroit called slow jams where he's playing like old you know disco soul records uh yeah. every monday night um and that's been going on for like the last six years um very deep in the uh Detroit Electronic Music Festival um, camps, and uh, he produced our second project. And you know, a lot of polls suggest, <laughs> like my my Brent Smith polling suggests that that's you know people's favorite project um, because all we did was uh, you know sample a bunch of old seventies um, soul records and and rap over them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and you know. Uh, that record was created in the in the summer of two thousand twelve, uh, and and which led us to meeting other producers. You know, after that record came out, yeah. so yeah, we became the, these serial collaborators um, under the uh, the text of people liked our raps, and you know, we're like, oh, give you some beats. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is baptism the next one, or is there one in between? Uh, well, there's the remix album. And that was like, and it's just a continuation of what Brent says, that it was all um, 
Michigan producers, mainly Detroit producers. Yeah. They just remixed the whole project, and um, and we had like. Uh, on Zebahazy, there's these rap rap songs, but on the remixes, we're not even on them. We had um, Red Pill and DOS the Artist app in place of us, and we were yeah. just like, yeah, let's just, let's just do that. And so it was just, you know, again, you know, respecting these uh, MCs and letting them, you know, do that. And then we didn't um, we didn't put out anything else in, for a while. I think it was because we were doing almost too many shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, we learned that just you know you can you can oversaturate yourself real fast, yeah. And um, and you can see it. You can mm-hmm. see it. You do what you do a show, and then the next week there's like a few less people because they know like oh, I can just go to the show the next week yeah. or in a couple of days or whatever. And so uh, it took us a while to get to finish up church um, with with Jacks. Oh, I'm sorry. Why did I, I call it the Baptist? Well, it was a baptism of sorts to us. Um, but, uh, you know, with Jackson, Seth Anderson, um, they used to be a group called Power. Then it became Flynn Eastwood. And then their, their collaborative effort is Sibling. And so those songs had been brewing for a while, but they were just all sort of all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it took a while for us. It took us making these songs and then stepping back and mm-hmm. going away from them for like a year mm-hmm. to come back and say, oh, these songs are really good. Let's let's tighten them up. Let's put this project out. So they, the songs we started recording, I think, sh- shortly after the remix album came out for mm-hmm. Zebba Hazy, mm-hmm. but they just didn't see the light of day for a while. And we were performing them too, but it was just like the timing wasn't right. And you can kind of just sort of feel it with certain stuff. Like we would, you know... Uh, I think with our with with Pesalago stuff, it's not like many like a lot of rappers and stuff. They will put out a lot of music, and that's cool. And I just feel like our stuff isn't. I don't know if we're trying to just start putting out more songs here and there now, but it just it's never been like let's knock out a thousand projects. Yeah. It's like we yeah. we would rather have like a, a project that we really we're really proud of instead of like having six that we're like yeah they're fine. Yeah. So yeah. it just it took a while and it took everything to like line up and um when it came out um over the summer we were like far happier with the result as opposed to if we had put it out the year prior when it was technically done. And and so like when you say you started them a long time ago like it's like the four of you guys working mm-hmm. together from mm-hmm. the beginning. Yeah, they and, had like, just moved. They um at the time it was Power and and Jackson Seth had just moved back from LA. We had talked with them when they were over there. They were doing a, um, they had a Tumblr page, and they were doing. They're going to try to do a song a week for a year, mm. um, which is very ambitious. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I think they didn't work out. Did, I don't think it worked out. But they did. They, I mean, they, they were putting out a lot of music, and they wanted to collaborate along the same lines of what we liked of just collaborating with 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 uh, locals from I guess whatever scene. And so they sent us like a handful of beats. And then we we got one, and that ended up being the song Power. And they're like, oh, we really like this. And similar in the fashion of the EP, they're like, well, let's just you know work on a few more. And they're workhorses. They have hundreds of, of demos. Like they just put they they just lose music out. Mm-hmm. Seth and Jackson. So you know, Seth would just play us a bunch of beats, and we go, oh, that one, and like, oh, that's really good. And so the, the songs came very naturally. And so we just you know had we you know just stuck with those handful that we really thought really stuck together. Yeah. You know, when we put that record out um, and we premiered it and we had the big church revival uh, release, um, I even feel like, you know, um, 
that that live performance we had we had uh, we had a lot of stuff going on that night um but you know uh we packed out a warehouse in 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 detroit um and you know we had people we had a girl blowing fire and you know we had like these huge canvas portraits of these churches in detroit you know because in you know in detroit you know you can look at you know every every kind of like square mile radius and find a church mm-hmm. uh, which is next to a liquor store which is <laughs> next to you know a beauty supply shop and uh when you're living in detroit you, you tend to uh similar to maybe like a danny brown you know who put out like a, a, a field what is that song called uh, where he's talking about empty lots, but you know, you know, so you have an empty lot, you have a church, you have a gas station, you have a liquor store, you have an empty lot, you have a church, you have a gas station, you have a liquor store, and so I think um, being able to kind of write on what's around you, um, you know, became like very easy after settling into Detroit, you know, and being able to become like this, you know, walking stenographer around, you know, the the area around you, and so. Uh, I think that's why why church maybe stands out. Um, yeah. Like, how was that album received? The church album. Yeah. I don't know. Some people, some people say, you know, like I don't know what you were on, Brent, when you guys were when you guys wrote that, but that's a weird project, and so, or some people ex- were <laughs> expecting more um, because it took so long to come out, and it's only it's only like eight seven tracks. Um, so I think it's a it's a, it's a mixed review mixed reviews type of project. Uh, really? Yeah. Do you feel the same way? Or in your observation? I mean, <clears throat> you know, I, I think people, a lot of people I've talked to, I, I guess it's um, the people that like it really like it. They say, you know, there's a lot of things like, uh, you know, a friend of ours uh, told me that was like, man, I think Brent was just like, very prophetic in a lot of the things that he was saying. Yeah. And um, there, there was a lot of people felt really strongly about it. Um, it didn't, you know, as far as like the way the EP, the first EP like had like blog coverage and stuff, it didn't get a lot of that, but I don't, it, I've discussed this a lot. I, I just, it, at this point I don't really care. Like it's just <laughs> like, it's a thing of like, we, we don't have like PR. We don't, you know, we're just, we're doing this and we're, we're putting it out. And, um, I think that I, you know, I'm really, I'm really happy with how it turned out. And I think that's what matters more to to me. Like, Mm -hmm. I think we're just, we're really proud of it. And Mm -hmm. there's, you know, the video that our friends, uh, Andy Miller and Jamin Townsley, the Wright brothers shot for the baptism. We're, Mm -hmm. you know, really proud of that. Insane. Yeah. Um, and so like, you know, I, I'm really happy with that project. Mm -hmm. So I think any, you know, fucking, blog abc that <laughs> knows i'm posted right. like i don't it doesn't it, that that doesn't affect me and, and people if, if people didn't like it like that's cool i think i guess it's one of those things where it's like you're either gonna like it or you're not yeah and um and and that's and that's okay <laughs> definitely yeah i feel like there's there's so few things that are even on all these websites and stuff where it's not like there's someone behind the scenes, like, pushing for it to be there, like, every minute. You know you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, so, I don't know. Good point. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, we've talked about it before, and, like, you know, the blogs are fine, whatever. But it's like, eventually, they're not going to be there. 
Right. Right. But the music's still going to be there. Yes. So that, you know, that's that's all there is, you know. Yeah. I'm, you know, and so maybe maybe in six, seven years, someone will be like, oh, man, church. And then it's like it skyrockets yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, who's to say? But um, but for now, I mean, we're so very happy with it. And it uh, you know, we don't I don't know. We're we're just happy with. Yeah. Happy with the music and, and the other things. If they'll fall into place if they're gonna and that, yeah. i think we've sort of uh, tried you know just personally like i've tried to take that into like my own life of just like things will happen as they will mm-hmm. and if they're not supposed to happen they're not supposed to happen and you shouldn't really get really worked up about it or have like a great deal of anxiety about things that if they're not playing out as you thought they would of like yeah. here's this fixed idea in my head of how it's going to be and then one thing's off and you're like oh my whole life's ruined and it just yeah. doesn't and like that i've i used to struggle with that a whole lot and, and in some respects i still do but it's you have to learn to just let things go and be like you know what uh it's not how it's supposed to be but just try to you got to just keep it moving yeah. and just mm-hmm. just just go go along with like uh, a friend of ours that does a lot of our artwork did the artwork for the the poster, uh, Ron Ron Popper, yeah. uh, friend uh, Nate Bortz, he kind of described like kind of anxiety to me of like you trying to, like the earth's always moving and and you, you anxiety is almost you trying to hold everything together and it's separating and you're just like fighting it and it's like yeah. you, you got you gotta let go man and just mm-hmm. let let everything j- just move along as it's supposed to, mm-hmm. um, and so I, that like plays in my life but then it just plays off into the music or because you know i mean you know we've been booking shows and and stuff and sometimes people don't respond or sometimes you know you know venues get really weird and then it's like if you had this idea of like oh if we don't do the show then <laughs> everything's in shambles but it's right. like no you just keep it moving and 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 just be you know grateful for for what it is and and think of something else and whatever the the part that makes it so hard for me um, is the contradiction of like accepting that it's ultimately whatever it's going to be, and you're not in control. But you, to to grind and try to get out there, you have to try to control things like every second. Or, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like there's definitely a part of me that would not that would like be happy not to like be like writing these emails like five hours a day like you know what I mean no, just no. chill but it, so it's like you can't chill but you also can't stress the result it, it, you know what I mean yeah well Which I is, totally understand that so it's like those stresses are just gonna be there of like I um, guess yeah so yeah but no I no I I agree with that so I, I think it's you know it's always a learning process of just like you know, and sometimes we'll, we're like, you know, with our music or, or a show or something, we'll be like, oh, man, we thought this was going to work. It didn't, this didn't work at all. <laughs> so right, we right. got to scrap that and let's maybe try this. Mm-hmm. Or like the order of these songs, some people fucking, fucking hated the song. Yeah. So maybe let's reconsider that. And so mm-hmm. I think it's always sort of um, maybe having the same trajectory, but switching a few, you know, switching a few things yeah. here and there to try to try to approach it in a little bit of a different fashion, you know? So, I, I was curious. I mean, obviously we're setting off on this tour now, but, like, and I got a little bit of the picture, but but what what is your guys' history with with touring? 
Our first tour was uh, in 2012, um, in the sp spring summer of 2012, and uh, we called it the Better Made Tour. And it was a, a tour that uh, our friend Robert Wilson uh, helped us kind of uh, book. And he uh, represents a group called Aquatic People in Detroit. And so you got, a, you got a lot of independent booking agents, boutique agents in Detroit. And he, you know, he's he's a, a, a rip roaring guy, uh, very active on the on the local independent scene mm. in Detroit. And I think we booked maybe what eight shows, nine shows, something like that. Um, East Coast, all East Coast. Uh, we did Nashville, um, but. You know, we, we, we were unprepared for, you know, the, the um, just the, the shit that goes down on tour, you know. Mm. Um, and, and so I, I'm actually happy that we haven't went on a, a long venture without kind of like these quasi-failure, you know, if we want to call them failure yeah. um, experiences. So we've traveled, we traveled once on the Better Made Tour. That was for like two weeks. And then we traveled with... Uh, uh, Jamaican Queens for a couple oh, right. weeks, um, and and to be qu quite honest, the Baltimore Crown experience uh, was probably better than all of those shows, <laughs> uh, uh, with the exception of maybe the show that we did in Montreal. Mm. Um, that was a, a house party, loft party kind of extravaganza where people party till about five yeah. in the morning. Um, but yeah, not not we don't have your experience, you know, so. We we we're we're definitely uh, excited to see what this rap round robin tour uh, can 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 how how it can really like anytime you come back from tour you kind of like reimagine like the possibilities and yeah. so going into this tour where it's like it's you know we're going on these like mini DIY missions right um, where we're not relying on fully relying on a sound man you know and we we're becoming yeah. our we're we're our own sound engineers we're our own light people. You know that type of autonomy and that type of like I don't know ownership in the way you what you do. We're gonna bring that back to Detroit, yeah, um, and kind of demand that from other people. You know, so I, I think coming back is what I'm looking forward to, and and how it's it, it'll it's gonna shape us and how it's gonna kind of like shape the people that we work with. Yeah. Um, so that's I, I'm kind of looking at it. Yeah, you know, like I'm I'm already back home. You know, um, <laughs> right, right. and we haven't even started the tour. <laughs> <laughs> like just out of curiosity like what what parts that were rough about the what weren't you prepared for just just the like disappointment or something uh not even disappointment it was just the the, the downtime you know you you, mm. you know you, you play these shows in the evening um, and so throughout the day, you know, you're just at the coffee shop right, right. all day, um, and, and eating and, and <laughs> you know, just kind of like trying to kill time and, or, you know, you're, sometimes you're online and you're promoting the event and that night, but it, it just kind of gets like, you know, you get in this rigmarole of, you know, doing the same shit. Yeah. Um, and so I'm kind of like, you know, <laughs> I brought my basketball shorts. I'm trying to play ball. It's like, well, no, you have to go where everyone else goes. Right, right, right. It's <laughs> like everybody does not want to play basketball. Right? We um, have one van. We so have one van. <laughs> you're the only one that wants to play basketball. <laughs> We're not going to just drop you off on the court and then pick you up later. Right. Yeah. It's not a vacation. Um, so, I mean, 
I'm interested in seeing the places that we stay because when we traveled the first time, you know, we uh, we stayed at some pretty or no, the Jamaican Queens tour. We 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 stayed at some pretty shitty places. Uh, <laughs> There's gonna be some. <laughs> No disrespect to any, <laughs> any hosts. Uh, yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, grateful, yeah, grateful for all the hosts. Man. I think, you know, I think we're, yeah, I am, I think that the previous two tours, I think, yeah, I think we're just, it was just unprepared for, like, just what it is, of just mm. what the, the, what touring consists of, and, and we're trying, we're just trying to be more on top of it this time, mm. of like, oh, man, like, <laughs> Just spent fifty dollars on food and drinks today. I'm like, what the? F- where the fuck does? Why, yeah. why do we do that? So just like being conscious of those things and like Brent said, the downtime and like trying to to be as useful of your time because a lot of it's like the hurry up and wait mm-hmm. of like getting in the city and then we set up and then it's like, all right, let's wait, let's wait a little bit and then you know do the show and then it's so yeah. it's like it's a it's a very it's like uh like very slow speed and then it's Really intense, and then it's back to the slow speed. And yeah. So it's just uh, it's being it's being conscious of that. Um, but, but, th- but what I like about this is like we're controlling the variables here, yeah. you know. Um, and so with yourself as kind of acting as you know uh, tour manager as well as performer, um, and, and uh, slash you know all these other things that we're going to be doing yeah. in this tour. Um, I think it gives us something to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> the dead time or the, the, the downtime can be filled with, you know, uh, constructive work. And, and, you know, and maybe my constructive work is writing. And so I plan on, you know, uh, doing some writing uh, while traveling and just kind of like, uh, I don't know, just being kind of introspective and getting to the pen. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's, it's also nice to have, like, to be able, the way the round robin is set up is that we are setting up our own stuff, because I'm sure you've experienced it countless, countless times when you didn't have your own equipment that you'll go to a venue and be like, I don't know rap, I don't know what you're, it's like, we yeah. have our equipment, and they're like, nah, we don't have that shit. And right. Like, that's, that's the biggest part. So, previously, you know, uh, we've been booking with non-rappers, you right. know? So, that's been, I guess, uh, when I was talking about, you know, what was kind of strange was that this will be the first tour we'll, where we'll be with, like, credible MCs. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's a challenge because, um, you know, when we toured with Jamaican Queens, you know, we were with these bands, and so we were kind of like this this off-color thing that people were like what like what's the connection here right 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 um so it's good to be a part of something that's uh congealed you know it's like yeah we, yeah we, it's the rap round robin tour not not the not the indie rock round robin <laughs> but maybe some rap too <laughs> right so yeah i to- i totally relate to that feeling mm-hmm. of like like it's almost like people see it and they're like all right this could be legit or not or I, not. I don't know yeah. but well, I don't exactly understand why it's happening now. <laughs> right. <laughs> this could not happen. I would have been okay with it. But I'll just deal with it. Yeah. And as a performer, you're like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like us. You know? Yeah. We That's what we're doing. We yeah. want to be like. Yeah. yeah. We have a respective community back home. <laughs> um, I think, uh, I, I think of uh, the show that we did in New York. I don't know why. Uh, uh, with Jamaican Queens, and we were kind of like it was like us Jamaican Queens. It was like this, uh, this like busker, 
from, might have been from like Canada. Yeah, it might have been like from upstate New York or something. He was like a acoustic guitar. Was that pianos or something? Was that pianos? Pianos, yeah. So we just kind of came on as like this menstrual act, you know, like, like, rap music. Who knows rap music? And, <laughs> you know, I remember this uh, after that show, this girl came up to us and was like, do you guys have a stylist? Because at the time, Brian and I had these uniforms where we would just wear the collared shirts, like in the ties, like we were corporate, we were corporate rappers. Um, and she was like, "I don't know." I took it as like, like your shit is like okay, but maybe you guys need to dress better. <laughs> like, right, right, right. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah. That's so condescending. Yeah. Do you have a stylist? Do you have a like, stylist? She, and, she, and then she gave us her, her card, and she was like, you know. I remember it. Oh, was she a stylist? She was a stylist, you know, from New York. Yeah. Know, I guess we weren't too hip. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't, I, don't, I don't, I think our, our, I think our attire is a little bit better now. So if we see her again, they're like, yeah. hey, <laughs> we still don't have a stylist, we but still now our shirts are a little bit cooler. So, <laughs> Like, no. Well, cool. Um, I guess that brings us up to now, kind of. Yeah. Um, anything else? Do you guys want to mention? I'm, you know, so this will be premiered when we're in Greenville. So yeah. We don't know what we're gonna expect tonight. That's uh, true. In a- Annapolis at the Metropolitan Kitchen. You might know. Yes. As the listener, yes. if you are, if you come to the show, <laughs> um, what do you expect tonight? You... Um, I think it would be like fun and comfortable, yeah. and not not like as many people as last night. Oh but yeah, like it's a smaller room, mm-hmm. a chill, fun time. What I can appreciate about the the wraparound robin tour is like. Like um, it it it's almost critical to to diagram right. Like I mean, when you go to a standard venue and you know you're just kind of like the audience is right in front of you, but like we're able to kind of like manipulate the space, create like the optimal yeah you know, like yeah. value of a performance. And you know, uh, I think that's gonna be different in every place we go to. Yeah, but, you know, in some ways we're like these kind of like. You know these these architectural de- decor designers, right? Know? So yeah, yeah. I'm looking I, forward to that. I don't know if this is what you're getting at, but like, say a night like tonight, it might be smaller. Like, I think it's cool. We can kind of <laughs> close expand it off. And yeah, like, yeah. like make it like if there's ten people, like make it feel like there's supposed <laughs> to be. We just surround them all. <laughs> right. It's like, oh shit, this is a packed house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, we just we can constrict the space to our liking, and yeah. then it works. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well, thanks, dudes. Hey, yeah, thank you. Like, yeah, thanks for having us. All right, thanks again so much. Pass Alakwa, holding it down. See you next week.